This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Wednesday, September 9th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my guest host, Steve Adams from MLB Trade Rumors. Steve, how you doing? I'm excited to be a, a guest host, not even a, not even a guest. I get to be a guest host this yeah, time. So exactly. Snaps out. Steve making his triumphant return to the Field of Streams podcast. Uh, as we right. talked about on Monday, Matt is in Cleveland for work stuff. Got sent away to Cleveland. So, uh, he's been replaced, at least, at least for today. But, uh, <laughs> Steve, we're glad to have you back. How you been, dude? I've been doing well. Uh, yeah, trade deadline, we survived. So, yeah. uh, now it's kind of into the boring time of year for that kind of stuff. But <laughs> and, and for you, we've talked about it. Twins fan, just uh-huh. watching those standings every day. It's uh, it, it seems like the the Rangers win every single time the Twins do. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's been fun. It's it's been a good you know five it's, years since I've had relevant September baseball was, follow, say, so, or just relevant baseball period. So it's, it's been good. It's September and it's exciting. There's there's yeah. not many races, but the ones we got are, are good. So it, yeah. yeah, keeping an eye out for it, and I'm. Rooting for the Twins, not just for you, but just because I think that's super interesting. That would be fun. I'm <laughs> it would be a lot of fun to see Mike Pelfrey pitching in the playoffs. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm enjoying the parody. I'm all about these teams that, you know, like the Astros are going to be in, and like that's awesome. You know, and the Blue Jays, I'm I'm all for it, you know. Yeah. So it'll be cool. Um, well, we're going to do our regular thing, looking at DFS picks uh, for Wednesday. Um, and as always, we start at catcher. Steve, going to let you go first. Um, who did you like at catcher for Wednesday? I've been on a JP Aaron Sebia um, DFS and, and streaming binge in, in one fantasy league um, because the Tigers uh, are throwing three lefties against the Rays and they mm-hmm. throw their third uh, against the Rays tomorrow in the form of Kyle Lobstein. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Sebia is nice and cheap in pretty much every DFS site. Yeah. Uh, others that I like... Um, Matt Wieters has always been a better right-handed hitter mm-hmm. at Mason Sabathia at Yankee Stadium. Um, if he's in the lineup, that's a, a good one to, to jump on. Uh, Derek Norris gets a marginal lefty tomorrow. Chris Rusin. Mm-hmm. And uh, A.J. Prasinski is still hitting right-handed pitching really well. He's cheap in DFS, uh, and he gets um, David Buchanan tomorrow yeah. uh, of his of fame. So Not intimidating. You, you <laughs> no. almost read right off my list. Um, I had those first three. I'm really happy you said Aaron Sibiak because I brought him up a couple times in the last week, and I feel crazy because it's a, it's a dark horse name, and he's cheap. He's kind of a punt, but the truth is he can always run into one, especially yeah. against lefties. So I'm not out, like, touting the name, but I'm like, this is a guy to consider when he gets a lefty, and he's already run into a few, and... As, as I said, he's a very flawed baseball player, but he can yes, have value he here. Um, I didn't have Pierzynski, but I like it. The only other name I had that you didn't, I agree on Weeders, I agree on Norris. They're both good picks. The other one I have, uh, Brian McCann gets Ubaldo Jimenez. And, yep. you know, it's Ubaldo and it's Yankee Stadium. And it's not exciting, but there's no reason Brian McCann can't succeed uh, on Wednesday. So, yeah, that's, you know, four or five good options that range from expensive to real cheap, like Przinsky uh, and Aaron Sibia. So, right. yeah, catcher. There's to- something... There's something extra satisfying about like about getting production out of somebody like JP Pierre and CBA. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, if Brian McCann hits a home run tomorrow, it's going to be oh okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But is I, the feeling you get when you you know spend nothing on on JP Pierre and CBA and watch him go two for four with a you know two run homer and a double or something like that is, is always exciting. Yeah, it's a fun part of D- DFS trying to dig a little deep there, and I agree. You know, 
Uh, and your expectations are low. The price is low, but it's exciting. Yeah. It's fun. It's part of the weird part of September baseball too, is you get guys like Aaron Sibby. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. How about at first base? Did you have a few more names options there? Usually a little bit of an easier position. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll be throwing a lot of, uh, Royals names out with, uh, Mike Pelfrey jumping on the, picking on the, off of the twins. <laughs> I know, right. Um, but he's, he's allowed a 391 on base to, to left-handed hitters this year. Um, it's not good. No, it's, it's not. And, uh, so Eric Hosmer, um, is having a, a huge, a good season overall, but his, his numbers against right-handed pitching are, are enormous. And, mm-hmm. you know, once, if and when Pelfrey gets pulled from the game, you have the, non-existent Twins bullpen uh, yeah. to pick on after that as well. So it's a good yeah. matchup for him. Mike Napoli gets a left-handed starter in Vidal Nuno uh, yeah. tomorrow. He doesn't do a whole lot in his career at this point, but he can still hit lefties quite well. He still yep. has power against them. So yep. uh, he's a nice, cheap uh, option there. And, Talk uh, about non-existent bullpen. That Seattle bullpen got real bad real yeah. quick. They went from a strength in, in 2014 to just abysmal in, in 2015. So I mean, uh, I get them, you know, letting Fernando Rodney go, but he should have been closer for a while. There's no way he was the worst guy in that bullpen. Like he deserves a job in that bullpen and some bullpen somewhere. You know, I don't yeah. know. That bullpen got really bad. Is all I, I went to go look at it uh, to you know look at some closer stuff, and I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, yeah, it's not good. Um, which is a good thing for Mike Napoli, you know. Yeah, it'd yeah, be, um, could be a good matchup for him for sure. Yep, absolutely. Uh, on the other side of the uh, platoon fun, um, Ryan Howard uh, faces somebody terrible, and I can't remember who now. So I, I have <laughs> uh, Julio Tehran. I wrote that down. Oh, he's, I'm with you. he's that's right. Yeah, Tehran. Terrible Julio, this year. He's not yeah. terrible in general, but Julio Tehran has very pronounced splits. He's been. Pretty good at home, but bad on the road, and it's going to Philadelphia. He's been pretty good against fellow righties, but bad against lefties, and that's Ryan Howard. So Un- Ryan Howard is bad against righties. Yeah. Yeah. Three hundred five average, three ninety three on base, and a five twenty one slugging. Yeah, uh, against lefties. So, on, so yep. Um. So Ryan Howard is also a flawed baseball player. Brought this up on Tuesday, but you know what? Like, it's a good matchup. That's the place to to do damage. So Ryan Howard uh, could do well there for sure. Um. Did you like? I know you like Hosmer, and I agree. Would you consider Kendry's Morales also as kind of yeah, a good option? I would. Uh, I might even consider Morales more if you can afford it, but mm-hmm. I think Morales is probably going to be priced above Hosmer. Mm-hmm. He does have more power. He's definitely got a, a better chance at yeah. um, hitting a home run. He's knocking in all kinds of runs this year. Um, yeah. yeah, his uh, Morales' numbers against right-handed pitching are outstanding. Yeah, um, yeah. But, Hosmer uh, or Morales, whatever fits your budget, uh, both good options there. Yeah. Yep. Um, the other first baseman I had is Adrian Gonzalez getting Garrett Richards. Garrett Richards was a good pitcher last year, and now he's like a fine pitcher. He's not bad. I'm not like running out to pick on him, but I'm also not scared. And if you like Adrian Gonzalez, I, I think he could do fine there, right? Not a slam dunk, but you're okay. Yeah. With no. It? Yeah. I think that's. I think that's a fine matchup. Um, yeah. I, I would. I would not hate on anybody for for jumping on that. Yep. Um, did you have any other first baseman? That's actually pretty well my list, including. I did not. Okay. I did not. So, yeah, some I mean, options there. I think yep. Ryan Howard is the boring <laughs> but okay option there, and then Napoli a little sneakier and cheaper. But yeah, those Royals, it's, it's a good place to go. Um, yep. How about second base? Where are you starting? 
Uh, second base, I will again pick on Kyle Lobstein and go with uh, Logan Forsythe. Yeah. Um, he's become a fan favorite on this show. I feel like he he has he's having a good year, even even against righties too. But I mean, he's always always been really good against left handed uh, left handed pitching. He's been batting clean up lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, that whole uh, that whole raise stack is 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 looking good uh, tomorrow. And again, yeah. you have a, a really really weak bullpen um, behind the behind the starter and. Yeah. Forsythe's a guy who you don't have to worry about him getting pinch hit for. Um, yeah. He's going to stay in the game the whole time, regardless, barring yeah. any injury. The Tigers um, are real bad. They're not pitching at all, and Kyle Lobstein's yeah. no good. It's a, it's weird that this came up the other day. Logan Forsythe is almost becoming like a number one DFS option. Like Earlier yeah. in the year, he was a sneaky guy. Like, oh, get in the lineup against lefties. Now it's like, no, when he gets a lefty, he's like up there. He's yeah. one of the prime picks. And... Unfortunately, it makes him more popular and you know a little less sneaky in DFS, but more money in the bank. Uh, I like that. He's at the top of my list, too. Yeah, a guy who kind of has similar platoon things, uh, platoon situation, and, and is definitely on the cheaper side. Uh, Scooter Jeanette gets your guy, Tom Kohler. I know mm-hmm. you and Matt love him. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> In the right situation, I do, and this is one of them. Um, Jeanette, uh, he, he does have good numbers against right-handed pitching, though. He's dirt cheap in most formats. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's a nice cheap option. Uh, Jed Jerko is another one. Yeah. Um, he's facing Chris Rusin. Uh, again, like I said with Norris, you know, facing a really marginal left-handed pitcher. Uh, and, and Jerko does a lot of things not well, but he's, he's in 275 with a 359 on base and a, and a 429 slugging against, uh, Against left-handed pitching this year, he's relatively cheap. I wrote down Jerko. Um, I tried to write him down at shortstop, and I don't know that he's going to fit there in every format, but he's been playing there. Yes, so check your format. Um, <laughs> and check your fantasy leagues if you need help at shortstop. Like he's an option. Yeah, the he's not great. I'm, I'm not trying to no. like say great. Run out and get him when he gets a lefty in DFS. Absolutely, and like this is a guy who has 20 homer pop, and I realize yeah, he's been dreadful since the start of 2014, and the floor is really low. If you're not careful, he's going to hit 190. But um, he could hit 20 homers, and if he hits 240, you're you're happy. Um, so not near standard leagues, but um, against a lefty, he's a totally competent hitter. And if he's sneaky shortstop eligible for you, like that's a good place to be. Um, right. it's, it's San Diego, but it's Chris Russon, and it's also the Rockies bullpen that's atrocious. So I like that. Um, I again trying to sneak him at shortstop if you can, but even if it's second base, like go for it. I, I'm a I'm on the Jed Jerko train very cautiously. <laughs> Not, right. not optimistic, but like I'm in. Like, ringing endorsement from Dylan Higgins. Right I'm, I'm just saying, most people would like you know put their nose up, and I'm like, no, no, I, I like it a little bit. It's it's all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else do you have at second base? We have exhausted my list of second base options. So okay. why don't you jump on board and, and tell sure. me who I missed? Um, I had D Gordon against the Brewers, or scheduled center, a guy named Ariel Pena. Can you tell me anything at all about Ariel Pena other than his name? And he's I, he's right-handed. I can. I, can. Okay. I know that he was one of the players in the Zach Greinke, uh Gene Segura trade. Okay. Uh, off, the top, off the top of my head, I'm proud of myself. Wow, really. You should be. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, other than that, no, I, I can't tell you anything about him. I, I think if you can find players in the Marlins lineup that you like against righties, then go for it. But that's kind of a big if because they don't hit righties that well. But one of them is D. Gordon. And D. Gordon, mm-hmm. we bring him up on this show. It's hard to tell when he's going to do well. Running on Lucroy is not great, but he's would not shock anybody if he had four hits tomorrow. 
because because he can do that. You know, he makes good contact. So consider uh, D Gordon if you're feeling lucky and you don't love the other options. I also wrote Neil Walker gets Kiva Sampson. Kiva Sampson yep. is a barely borderline major league pitcher, but he's eating up innings for the Reds, and that bullpen's not great either. Um, Neil yeah, Walker. Yeah, in Cincinnati. Yeah. I, I, I had Walker on here, and I clearly erased him by accident or something. I don't <laughs> Skipped know. him. Uh, yeah. he'll, he'll do fine there. I am guilty of calling him super boring, but capable for sure. Um, so yeah. feel free to go with him. And then Jason Kipnis gets Jeff Samarja, and Jeff Samarja is just not living up to his potential this year. He's he's it has been a rough year. <laughs> yeah, so um, no reason Jason Kipnis can't hit Jeff Samarja. So there's options at second base for sure. Yeah. Um, third base, I also like some guys. Let me hit you with a few of them. I have a right. Manny Machado getting CC Sabathia. That's a platoon yep. advantage, even though Manny Machado is actually preferred righties this year. But it's Yankee Stadium, and CC Sabathia has been so bad that I'm not worried about it. Manny Machado's plenty talented. He's going to do fine. So feel free. He'll spend the money, but I think that's a good matchup for him. Um, another name I have is Hector Oliveira of the Braves, who's kind of like a total unknown right now. Um, probably has a lot of talent. Not sure what he's going to do in the major leagues, but that's kept his price down so far until he catches fire. Um, we're trying to figure out what exactly is going on with the Philly starter <laughs> on Wednesday. Could be Adam Morgan, who's left-handed and bad, which would be good. Could be David Buchanan, who's right-handed and bad, which is also good. Either one's going to pitch before the Phillies bullpen, which is bad. I don't know. Uh, Hector Oliveira, again, it's not like we know he has a big platoon split anyway. Uh, I like him as, as an enigma. He's kind of could do just fine. You're, you're banking on you know Citizens Bank Park and the Phillies staff being bad. Do you like Hector Oliveira, even with that question mark? Yeah, I actually have him uh, on my list, and I put him down even though I, at the time I was looking, I was pretty sure that Buchanan's starting now, and we have the whatever's up in the air. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's, I mean, he's obviously a, a guy that, you know, multiple teams were interested in this offseason. He uh, drew a lot of interest. He got a ton mm-hmm. of money from the, the Dodgers, mm-hmm. uh, only to be traded to the Braves. I, I think he has plenty of upside. He's going cheap in DFS, um, and like you said, Maybe he doesn't end up with the platoon advantage, but he's playing in a really homer-friendly ballpark against a team with an awful bullpen. Yeah. Uh, there's there's plenty to like there still. It's not like if he draws David Buchanan, you're like, oh no, stay away. Like, <laughs> right. Victor Oliveira's yeah. going to do fine. Um, so I, I like that as a cheap pick there that could totally outperform his price. Um, I also like another Rays righty. Evan Longoria kills lefties, and he gets Kyle Lobstein. And yep. Evan Longoria may not have turned into the player everybody expected him to be, and you know, not this year, but murders lefties. Kyle Lobstein's bad. Tigers are bad. We've gone over this. Uh, it's an Evan Longoria day for sure. Um, I also have another lefty masher. Todd Frazier gets Jay Happ, and Todd Frazier's second half has been a little cold, but I don't care. He hits lefties well enough. It's Jay Happ, who's very okay. Um, so I think Todd Frazier would be fine. Did you have him on your list? I did. You've actually read my entire list, with the exception of one name. All right. So I uh, have two more. Who do you got? Oh well, then we probably have. We probably both have Adrian Beltre then. Yeah. Um, Adrian against, Beltre uh, against Nuno. Nuno. Yeah. It's yeah. a good one. Yep. Uh, He'll do fine there. Um, again, Vidal Nuno is making a very blatant spot start. And Beltre, also not the hitter he once was, but still hits lefties. So he'll still be hitting fine. lefties, and he still gets the Mariners uh, bullpen behind uh, behind Nuno. So. Yep. Um, the other name I had, Mike Moustakis getting Mike Pelfrey. And Mike Moustakis can be a frustrating player, and he hasn't had a great second half, but 
East also shows talent sometimes, and it's Mike Pelfrey. And the twins it is bullpen. Mike Pelfrey and yeah. the Twins bullpen. That cannot be stressed and, uh, enough. <laughs> and a left-handed hitter. So, yeah, yeah we, we have a lot of favorite stacks today, and, and that's one of them. So uh-huh. plenty of options at third base. Um, how about shortstop? I mentioned Jed Jerko with the asterisk that he has to be eligible there. Um, who else did you have? It's not looking good. Uh, yeah. I have my guy who I love, uh, Eugenio Suarez. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Great American Ballpark facing half. Uh, Suarez has hit 318, 371, 518 against lefties this year. Yeah. He definitely has power. He can leave the yard. Um, and he's, again, he's, he's, you know, in September, I feel like there are players you have to worry about getting pinch hit for. He's not one of them. They're looking at him as a potential everyday player in the long term. Mm-hmm. So they're going to want to, uh, you know, see as much of him as they can. And as I'm speaking about Suarez right now, he just did a two run triple. Yeah. <laughs> Take there him, take him tomorrow. Take him tomorrow. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we're recording oh. on a Tuesday night, but oh, uh, sorry. no, I, I, <laughs> I'm in. He was at the top of my list too. I have Eugenio Suarez against Jay Happ. I'm all in there. I like that. I also have uh, Jed Jerko again. If he fits your lineup, if he doesn't, that's fine. Those are the two I really like with the platoon advantage. And then I cheated and add another one. That's kind of a cop out, but you just need more than two options, especially in your bigger slates. I don't think you're crazy if you pay for Carlos Correa in Oakland against Aaron Brooks. Aaron no. Brooks is not that great. Um, you know, the Oakland bullpen is not great. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to pay a lot for Carlos Correa, and it's not the platoon advantage. It's not a great pick. I don't love it. But um, if you need somewhere to go and you have money to spare and you went with an Aaron Sibia or a Napoli or a Jeanette and managed to go cheap, like... Feel free to go nuts with Carlos Correa. He's going to do fine. Um, so I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, shortstop's tough. Usually yeah, we can find right. some options we like, but it's a it's a tough day at shortstop. You know, our often our standby is Johnny Peralta, but he's playing this morning game that's not going to fit, so it doesn't really help you that much. And yeah. another one of our standbys is, uh, is Brad Miller, and he gets a lefty in Martin Perez. You don't want that. Um, the other standby we like is Brandon Crawford, and he gets Zach Godley, and that would be okay, I guess. I mean, Zach Godley kind of sneaky has talent, don't you think? He's he's okay. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't love him. Uh, if you're into like hot and cold streaks, and really want to you know pay attention to those and put a lot of stock in those. Crawford mm-hmm. obviously has been ice cold lately. Um, I, I I guess there is one other. Uh, uh, Jung Ho Gung is facing uh, Kibia Sampson at yeah. Great American Ballpark. Um, so he actually does have better numbers against right-handed pitching than against left-handed pitching this season. Yeah, he's got a little bit of power, or more than a little bit of power. He has power, um, so he yeah. can he can run into one. He homered tonight. He's probably going to be you know one of the more expensive options at shortstop, mm-hmm. but he's certainly somebody uh, who, like you said, it's, it's a rough day for shortstops. There aren't a lot of great matchups, yeah. uh, and sometimes you just have to pay for the better options on those days. And so I I probably for the lineups I make tomorrow. Uh, we'll be going Suarez, but uh, I, you know, Gong is somebody that I'll certainly consider as well. Yep, you need more than one option because if everybody picks the same guy, that's that's not helpful. And yep. it, and there's a DFS strategy depending on your size to you know, you know, zigzag and trying to avoid what other people have. But we we agree. I think you Henio Suarez is pretty good. Um, and let's dive into outfield. How long's your outfield list? Who do you like? Oh, it's, uh, it's lengthy and it's got uh, it's got some some obscure players on it, but right. uh, uh, I. Uh, Who's your favorite? Are any of the you know are going to be in most of your lineups tomorrow? Um, I mean, I'm I'm going to continue picking on uh, on Kyle Obstein in the Tigers bullpen. Mm-hmm. 
So Brandon Geyer and Mikey Matuk are yeah. both uh, both guys that I will be cheap. Um, both hit left-handed pitching very well. Uh, the unfortunate thing is that uh, Geyer did get pinch hit for today, um, so he's, he's somebody you kind of have to maybe worry about that with. Uh, if it's a close game, then you know they might say, okay, we need to, to play the better matchup here and, and pinch hit size more or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Alex Gordon has a you know 400 on base percentage, 402 on base against uh, right-handers this year, and he's facing Pelfrey. Uh, obviously, he has some power as well, so that's yeah. a matchup I certainly like. Yeah, uh, he's not really running anymore, and that's a bit of a disappointment. But it's not yeah. like he can't prayer produce without you know the stolen bases. He'll do just fine. So yeah, yeah, I, uh, I like that. I like picking on the Twins. I'm with you. Sorry <laughs> to say, that's yeah. all right. Yeah, who you else do you got? Especially when Pelfrey starts. Uh, if you want to pay closer to full price, Nelson Cruz gets uh, a lefty tomorrow in Martin Perez. And mm-hmm. Cruz has done done just horrible things to left-handed pitching this season. Yes. Um, he has terrorized them. Franklin Gutierrez will yes. be cheaper than uh, Cruz, but his price has actually started to go up when he faces lefties because he's been hitting so well against them. He's been pretty darn mean to lefties as well. Yes, he has. Uh, If you want to get really weird, uh, I I wrote down, I kid you not, I wrote down Brian Bogusevic's name. Oh, Uh, boy. I know. He's going to be probably the cheapest outfield option on any site tomorrow, but he's got a lifetime 730 OPS against lefties, or excuse me, um, against righties, and he is uh, hitting 306, 386, 478 against Reddies between AAA and the Majors this year, and he gets Julio Tehran and those awful platoon splits that we mentioned earlier. So yes. if you if you're looking at your your fantasy lineup or your DFS lineup and you're thinking, oh my god, I have no money left, I, and I still need to stick an outfielder in there, uh, Brian Bogusevic. Let's 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 get a little weird. I hope he gets in there again. It's like Aaron Sibia, where it's very deep, it's very not obvious, but if that goes well for him, you're gonna get to brag all day. Sure. Absolutely, and yeah. you're not going to be sharing those points with uh, with a whole lot of other people. Yep. So. so not so much a pick in your smaller formats and your 10 teams or your 50-50s. You don't have to get that cute. But if you're playing right. GPP and you're looking for the big money and you need to stand apart from the crowd, that's uh, that's money. I like that. Uh, that kind of thing is what you got to do. You got to take those risks and, and shoot for the one in a million type thing, and uh, I exactly. like that. Um, if you like Nelson Cruz and you like Franklin Gutierrez, I also list Mark Trumbo every once in a while, who I've described on this podcast is Nelson Cruz, just worse. You know, he's, <laughs> if you need a cheaper option and you like the matchup, you know, he's less likely to go yard, but still has the same kind of platoon thing and, and could do fine. So he's just the, the poor man's Nelson Cruz, and that's that has value. Um, I like Preston Tucker getting Aaron Brooks. Do you like that? You know, left-handed. I, I do outfit? like that, and I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't uh, write that one down, but I, I do like that. I like a lot of people facing Aaron Brooks. Yeah, so that's that's a good one. There's a uh, Astro stack to be had. I also have Cole Calhoun at home versus Matt Latos. Matt Latos has just been disappointing this year. Yeah, um, he's been so up and down. He yeah. he was so good for a while there when he his velocity was back up and his knee was healthy, and now yeah. he looks worse than he you know has yeah. since. It's, it's been a bad Dodgers career for him so far. He's costing himself a lot of money in free agency, and uh, yes. I'm ready. To, and I was a believer for a while, but I'm ready to pick on him. Um, and Cole Calhoun is as good as anybody in the Angels lineup to do that. I have a couple D-backs guys against Chris Heston. Chris Heston is very aggressively okay. You know, he's <laughs> he's all right, but but not a guy I'm really. He's aggressively of. average. I like that. Yeah, basically, he'll be okay. But um, I think Ender Inciarte, or even better, I'm a big David Peralta guy, 
And I think they could do fine against him, especially in Arizona and, and their runs yeah. to be had uh, in that, um, in that D backs outfield and that lineup. And then, um, I also like a Padre stack. We already talked about Derek mm-hmm. Norris and Jed Jerko, but that whole outfield is reunited. Matt Kemp, Justin Upton, and Will Myers, all right handed, all have pop, all are talented. Um, why not pick whichever one fits your budget? Uh, I like all of them to hopefully drive each you other. Even, okay. You can even get really, really weird. And again, if you're looking for a cheap option and he's starting, Melvin Upton Jr. has like at least passable numbers against lefties this year. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's you're really deep. desperate. Yeah, if you're really desperate. <laughs> you would be the one guy with him. You got to make sure he gets in that lineup. But it, but you know what? Again, if you're in a GPP and you got to set yourself apart, like you're right. It's not crazy. Uh, he it's could do fine. Not now. good. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. not good, but it's okay. <laughs> um, I had Michael Brantley against Jeff Samarja. Um, it should be fine, yes. if, you know. And then uh, Christian Yelich against Ariel Pena. Also, if you just want to pick on the rookie, uh, I'm not really sure what you're going to get there, but he could do okay. Um, yeah. I like the whole Pirates outfield against Kiva Sampson. Why not? Gregory Polanco is the lefty option, and he can swipe plenty of bases. And then. Andrew McCutcheon and Starling Marte are just plain talented, and they should do fine in Cincinnati. Um, just a few more for me. The entire Yankees outfield gets Ubaldo Jimenez, and it's at home. Ubaldo is always capable of melting down, and Brett Gardner, Jacoby Ellsbury, and Carlos Beltran are all capable of putting up points and hitting. Even Beltran, he's the you know least exciting one at this point in his career, but it would not be crazy if he did some stuff against Ubaldo. Um, yeah. finally, Mookie Betts gets Drew Hutchison, who has just insane splits, but he's pitching in Fenway. He doesn't like pitching away from Toronto and Mookie Betts is capable of producing, especially at the top of the lineup. And then, uh, another Philly, Odubel Herrera is left-handed. Uh, I, do have, I have Odubel as well. Yeah. Any of those lefty Phillies getting Tehran again, he struggles on the road. He struggles with lefties. This is a good matchup for some Phillies hitters, uh, to take advantage of him. Um, I ran down my outfield list. Who do you have that I missed? Uh, we we kind of overlapped on a lot of that. Uh, if it is a righty starting tomorrow, um, don't love it. But Nick Markakis uh, yeah. is still hitting right-handed pitching, not for power, mind you. So mm-hmm. that kind of makes him really unexciting to me. Um, but he's not going to be a, a, an extremely expensive option, and, and he's going to get if it's if it's David Buchanan, uh, he's going to get multiple plate appearances against that and then whatever the Phillies throw out there afterward and he's and then he's gonna stay in the lineup. So yeah, um he'll be okay. He's he's a, a decent low ceiling, but maybe like I don't know, I guess the floor for everybody in DFS is over four, so I shouldn't say <laughs> high floor. But yeah. um, yeah. the worst he's, case he's nice I think is uh they make a bunch of outs and they can get caught stealing, which can hurt a lot too. Uh, I yeah. guess. So it could always be worse, I guess. Um yeah, uh, any other outfielders for you, or you want to hop to pitchers? Uh, we can, let's hop over to pitchers. All right, there's a lot Who's of outfield your, options your for you. your favorite starters? Um, there's a lot of aces going. Jacob deGrom going to Washington. That's kind of the, the series that everybody is watching right now. It's exciting. Exciting Mets National September baseball. No sarcasm. It's pretty good. Uh, deGrom yep. and Strasburg facing off. I don't want to say flip a coin because I think Strasburg uh, is not as favorable as DeGrom at this point. But I could see both sides very much. Do you, do you feel strongly about either one? Uh, I, I mean, I like DeGrom a little bit better than mm-hmm. more consistent this year. Um, but, I mean, Strasburg is liable to, on any given day, go off and you know, yeah. throw eight shutout innings and 13 strikeouts. And, and no one's going to be 
uh, shocked by it. So yeah. I, I like DeGrom a little bit better. I think the Mets lineup has become a little bit scarier. Yeah. Um, the, but the truth is in DFS, even if one is on paper agreeably better, that might make you want to go with the worst one just as a fade because it'll be yeah. less popular. And if the, if you like DeGrom more 60-40, which is totally fine, you might want to yeah. bet on that 40% because it's going to be, you know, a lot less than 40% of the people and you're, you're trying to win some points there. Um, so yeah, I think the one thing with DeGrom is that, you know, the, the, the Nationals bullpen has been struggling a lot, uh, as of late and, and, yeah. and uh, Familia has been just lights out at the end of the end of the game, yeah. um, all season for the Mets. So, so I might trust the Mets bullpen to hold yep. down a, a lead for a little bit longer with Clifford and, and yep. Familia than I would the, the Nationals. Yep. I like DeGrom more. Only go with Strasburg if you're just trying to be sneakier because he's actually less popular, which I, again, I think is a fine strategy. You know, you're not picking a terrible guy. You're just picking the, you know, the less favored one in that matchup. You want to avoid that matchup, though. Um, Jake Odorizzi going to Detroit. He's a pretty competent pitcher, and there's a lot of right-handers in that lineup. I don't think he's going to throw eight scoreless or anything. But I do think the Rays are going to score a bunch of runs against Kyle Lobstein. And I don't think you're straight up win hunting because Odorizzi's capable. But if he goes seven innings, two runs, or three runs, it's not Sterling. But he'll get the strikeouts and hopefully should get a win. Um, I like that okay. Uh, can we talk about Joe Kelly for a minute? Have you noticed he's... We can talk about Joe Kelly. He had an awesome August and then he came out and had another good start. He's all at eight runs in his past six starts. That makes me, like, pay attention. He gets Toronto, though. You don't want any there's, part of this, right? I have not one time this season taken a pitcher going against Toronto, right. and Joe Kelly were facing most other teams. I'd be like, yeah, hey, you know, maybe you can take a shot on him, and he's yeah. a nice low-budget option. But in no way, shape, or form will I go near that when he's, yeah. when he's facing the Blue Jays. If you're in a real deep GPP with, like, 50,000 players in it, you want to, like, do a small stack and try it out, like... I won't be blown away if he does well, but I'm not about to bet on it. So but, no. but pay attention. Joe Kelly, if he gets a good matchup, you know, if he's pitching against, you know, somebody better in the next few weeks, uh, but keep an eye on it. See how he does. But you also can't hold it against him if he gets blown up against Toronto because they're incredible. Um, yes. You mentioned Tom Kohler. I'm guilty. I like it. He's at home, which is where he does well. <laughs> I knew it. And the Brewers uh, have shown that they're very capable of not scoring runs at times. They've yes. been they've been better lately, but um, I don't know. He doesn't get enough strikeouts to really love him as your number one pitcher in DFS. But if you play in a format that uses two pitchers, I like him as a cheap option as the second pitcher, a supplement. He could get the win. He can give you a quality start. He'll be fine. But the strikeout potential kind of keeps that ceiling low, which makes me stay away from him in things like uh, in your GPPs. But if you just need some points in a 50-50, why not? It's money in the bank. Um, he should be okay. Are you a Josh Tomlin guy? He's going to the White Sox, and I know a lot of people like him. I have not figured him out yet, but some people are into Josh Tomlin. Are you one of them? I'm not, and, and I wasn't aware there was such a thing as a Josh Tomlin guy until yeah. this very minute, but uh, he does face a, a pretty bad line tomorrow. He's so. a crazy control guy. He has great yeah. strikeout to walks all the time, and he has yet to turn it into consistent results. He's also like 30 years old, so I don't really see it coming tomorrow, but... There's reasons to be intrigued. I'm not, you know, full-fledged in. Um, Matt took him as his Field of Streams pick, picking against his own White Sox, and I don't think that's crazy. Uh, no. not, a, not a lot of confidence, but definitely has my attention. 
Um, I would also pick Chris Medlin against uh, Pelfrey and the Twins. Uh, not only do we think the Royals are going to score, but I think Chris Medlin's okay. Are you in on Chris Medlin? Yeah, I'm in on, on Medlin. Uh, the Twins are, are prone to you know completely random bouts of, of scoring 11 runs out of nowhere against pitchers you feel like they have no business doing so against. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've been a, a maddeningly inconsistent offense to follow this year. Uh, but, but, no, I, but usually not know, righties, he's, usually lefties, yeah, right? Yeah. More so lefties. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's, at, he's at home uh, in his you know, big uh, spacious ballpark. And, uh, An he's awesome got a great, defense. Great defense behind him, yeah. So And he's facing Pelfrey. So, you know, there's there's an increased probability of, of getting a win there. And, you know, yeah. wins are... Wins our money in, in DFS. Yeah. Um, I have just three more. James Shields gets Colorado at home. Colorado is way worse on the road than you think. There's a lot of talent in that lineup. But James Shields is pretty good. I Again, I don't see eight scoreless coming, but I think he could do just fine against the road Rockies. And then, again, Zach Godley gets the Giants. I'm intrigued by Zach Godley. It's not a great matchup. You know, it. it I could see him getting some run support. There's just other options I like better, um, but I think I'm going to have my eye on it. I want to see how he does, even though they're probably going to wind him down. Some good starts in September, and he might become like a sleeper pick for 2016, and I don't think he'd be crazy to try him out on Wednesday, but I'm, I'm not in yet. I'm just watching. Put him on my watch list. And then um, my last name is Colin McHugh. Getting the A's. Colin yep. McHugh has... I was wondering if you were going to say him. I was yeah, waiting. Getting to him down at the bottom. Um, you know, the A's are packing it in a little bit, and... Colin McHugh has shown really good peripherals, and the results haven't been there yet either. Not as bad as, like, Josh Tomlin or, you know, kind of a Carlos Carrasco type where you're like, you've got to be better than this, um, and you were great last year, and, and the peripherals aren't as good as last year, but he's been good lately. He's been hot, he has the strikeouts, he has the control, and, you know, his team can put up runs against Aaron Brooks. I like yeah, and he's pitching in pitching in Oakland, which is yeah. about as good of a, a setting for pitchers you can yeah. get. So um, I like Colin McHugh. It's not you know a ten out of ten, but he's an eight out of ten for me. He'll be fine. Go nuts. Yeah, yeah, he'll he'll be good. I'm in for Colin McHugh if you don't want to pay for it to ground versus Strasburg, which could be just maddening trying to pick both sides of that. Both good pictures, but it could easily be a stay away for a lot of people. Um, yeah, and then Tom Kohler, if you want to go cheap, Chris Medlin, I'm intrigued by, and Shields would be fine. Did you have any pitchers that I missed that you like? Uh, I'm cautiously on the, uh, the Drew Hutchison train again. Okay. He's pitching well again, and he's yeah. just a, an arm that I think is talented and that I've liked for much of the season. Yeah. I don't know if I'd take him against Boston on the road, uh, but he's somebody I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah. And if he, if he were cheaper, I'd probably do it but i mean at least in the the sites that i've looked at so far he does have a fairly substantial price tag next to his name um and that kind of scares me away i'm i'm big tomorrow uh i think tomorrow's a good day to they're not not a lot of matchups that i love so tomorrow is a fine day to pay top dollar for degrom um i like McHugh and i like odorizzi quite a bit uh other than that i mean you could get uh, honestly i wouldn't even if somebody wanted to get crazy and and say i'm going to take ariel pena just because i think the 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 marlins are not very good um and they're playing in giant miami yeah if you want to completely roll the completely roll the dice on a lottery ticket like that like that's fine but it's not something i'm necessarily going to endorse or do myself tomorrow you wouldn't be crazy they don't hit righties it's true so they don't and it's a huge park and you know it could happen. He's a complete unknown. He's he's it, he's he's the kind of guy. He's the kind of like wild card you would take in, in a GPP. Yeah. Um, because you know, like nobody else, there there might be you know 
a hundred other people out of the 30,000 people you're competing against who are going to pick him as their starting pitcher. Yep. So, and if he comes out um, and gives you six innings, one run, five strikeouts, and a win, like... He can, he can give you yeah, six innings and two runs or three runs. If, if it lets you stack up your offense with really great matchups yep. that come through, then it works out. So. Yep, absolutely. Worth, worth a peek. Not a ringing endorsement, but consider it. You know, especially if you're one of those people that plays multiple stacks and you want to try one out with him. Yeah, he's he's a little intriguing, and it's not an endorsement of him. It's just the Marlins are bad at home. It's, yeah, it's more than a diamond of the Marlins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that should do it for our Wednesday picks. Um, Steve, do you have anything to add before we get on out of here? I I never have anything to add to any conversation. <laughs> that's why we have you on. That's, yeah. that's why you're such a good guest. Um, <laughs> Steve writes for MLB Trade Rumors, MLBTradeRumors.com. If you have not heard this website don't have it bookmarked i don't why are you listening to this podcast that's it's weird uh it's i've said this before but if i've been out for the day or i've been away from baseball for a weekend or whatever that's where i go on twitter or uh, the website to be like what did i miss because it's the cliff notes for sure of anything big um i don't know it's a must read steve does great work over there steve's also on twitter at adams underscore steve tweeting about uh you know the twins going down the stretch uh on the edge of the seat. It's good stuff. Um, yeah, so give uh, give Steve a follow. I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS. We'd love to hear from you guys uh, what you think of the podcast and uh, any feedback we got for you. And just if you want to talk fantasy, we're, we're good for that too. Um, yeah. that, that should do it for us. Steve, thanks again for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome Absolutely. on truly anytime. We'd like to have you as a guest host. Also, just a guest anytime. We got, you know, another month left. Uh, I'm, I'm not settling for anything less than guest host. No. <laughs> I, I want that. If I'm billed as just a guest, I'm not showing up. All right. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll try to work you in again. But, uh, yeah, thanks again. Um, for Steve, I'm Dylan. I'll be back tomorrow with Brad. Uh, we'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs. Thank you.